Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic. I am co-founder of Financing Solutions. Over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range. Two uh, have been on the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. And I can't tell you how important it is for businesses to have a line of credit so they can make an investment in their business or even for unexpected emergencies. My business partner and I both have had businesses prior to starting Financing Solutions. And we got so frustrated dealing with commercial banks that we thought there had to be a better way and thus started Financing Solutions. Our line of credit program is easy to get in place, inexpensive when used, and costs nothing to set up, making it a great cash backup plan. You know, it's always good to be evangelist about your business. And I am an evangelist about the idea that you should have a line of credit as a backup plan, regardless if you're going to use it or not. Um, if you'd like to learn more about our line of credit program, please visit us at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in financing solutions, creditline.com. Or give us a call at 862-207-4118. If you apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file. And just remember, the time to set up a line of credit is when you don't need it, so that when you do need it, it's ready to go. Today, I am very ex- excited to be speaking with Andrew Pollock. Uh, from Lead Pops. Uh, Andrew is an entrepreneur and author with over 17 years of sales and digital marketing experience. Andrew has been a pioneer in conversion optimization for mortgages and real estate marketing since starting in the industry in 2004. He has co-founded two successful internet startups in the mortgage and real estate space, including leadpops.com, a conversion optimization software and digital marketing platform where he is the CEO. Andrew, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Steve, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So today's topic, uh, digital marketing and lead generation for business owners. I mean, if you could pick one topic that is the number one way of growing your business, wouldn't this be it? I would say 100%. I mean, everybody you want to do business with in most cases <laughs> in the US is is online, right? All of your customers, your referral partners, uh, everybody's on the internet. And there's just a, a disconnect, though, for businesses typically in terms of how do I get those people to, to not only find me, but when they do convert, like, how do I get them to raise their hand and say, hey, that sounds like something I want to talk to you about. And that's where I see so many businesses, not just in the mortgage and real estate space, but across every vertical I look at uh, struggling. It's not not necessarily the getting traffic or getting found. A lot of people mistake that for where they struggle. Um, I mean, there's definitely, that's an important piece of the puzzle, but people finding you, clicking on you, watching your videos, opening up your emails, listening to your podcasts, all that's great. But if they're not converting, if they're not giving you some information and telling you, hey, I want to talk, then you've got people looking at your stuff. They're more educated because of you then they click and they get sucked into someone else's mousetrap. And there's some really big companies out there that really get lead generation and do it really well. And it's like they've got this little secret they don't want anybody else to know about. And that's what I like to share and what I like to educate clients on is their little secret isn't all that special. You could be doing it yourself. There's a methodology. There's a simple way to convert people. And that's what we've built our entire our 
our whole business on. You know, I wrote a book about it. And again, it's, it's specialized currently for mortgage and real estate, but the things I talk about and teach are applicable to any business vertical, especially those where a sale and a conversation, a relationship is needed. Like I, I don't work with like e-commerce, you know, people looking to sell t-shirts or, or, or Etsy, things like that. All the respect in the world for those types of businesses, but that's not where I play. I, I'm more on the hey, it's a high ticket, high value customer. The lead is worth a lot of money because there's a pretty big commission on the other side of that. How do I connect clients in those verticals? You know, legal, financial advisors, insurance, uh, mortgage, real estate, anything financial. Those are the types of customers where what we do really makes a big difference. Yeah, and the key really is is that you, you don't do any marketing if you don't measure it. You got to measure it. Right. Um, like an example would be so everything I've ever done in marketing, I always have some way of being able to measure if it's working or not. So with the podcast, you know, that the fscreditline.com uh, domain that I gave everybody, that's a domain that's just for this podcast. So when we get a lead that comes in, I know it's from the podcast. Okay. So, uh, like we did, a, you know, I, I know the title of this is digital marketing and lead generation for business owners, but you know, we did a direct mail, uh, for quite a long time because everyone forgets about direct mail. And, and I had a special URL for that one and, you know, right down the line and any type of marketing mm -hmm. we're doing, I'm going to be able to know not only is it successful, not only am I going to, I'm going to know my cost of acquisition. I am also going to know what it, what I made off that particular client, because if maybe clients that come from the SEO uh, lead generation program uh, might be, uh, uh, they might be more valuable or more profitable to me. Forget about the cost for a second versus uh, a direct mail campaign. So, you know, I, I, again, I think going back to what you're saying, Andrew, uh, you know, you got to know what's working and you got to be able to track it. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, you can't 100 percent and you, you can't make decisions without being able to have insight into that kind of information. Right. You can't decide whether or not a campaign works or, it, or doesn't work in terms of, of profitability uh, if, if you don't see what are the metrics, right? Like how many people saw it? How many people clicked? How many people actually of those people that that went from that direct mail piece to my site? How many of those people actually filled something out? And of that, how many did I actually sell to? I mean, these, these are things a lot of folks don't even pay attention to. It's like sprayer, spray and pray, hope, hope and pray type marketing, uh, crossing your fingers, you know, not really understanding if it's working or if it isn't not giving stuff enough time to actually play out jumping to conclusions that aren't necessarily correct so many times. And a lot of times just dismissing something as if, Hey, you know, I tried that direct mail stuff, but uh, it's, it didn't work out. You know, I'm, well, how many did you send out and who was, who was the audience and what was the messaging on that mailer? And I love something you said about these, these specific domains you're, you're using in different markets. So, I mean, so smart. And so many people don't think about that. If you're driving everybody to the one domain name, it's, becomes very difficult to track when you've got 10, 15 different things going on, all pushing traffic to the same URL. You very difficult to really get into even your analytics and start to piece that story together and attribute, hey, that actually came from this campaign, that deal, that commission came from over here. 
hard to put those things together. A simple uh, domain name that's specifically dedicated to a, a campaign is, is going to make that a lot easier. And then just overall, like you were saying, you, you mentioned the digital marketing and the direct mail piece like those. You know, that's how you make that digital mar- uh, digital marketing work. Uh, or make your, your direct mail campaign work better using digital marketing. It's not just, oh, I put a phone number on there because I want people to call me. Hey, that's that's great. I'm sure you do. But what do the people getting that direct mailer typically want to do first? They don't want to just pick up the phone and talk to a salesperson. So having a good call to action with a good domain name on there will get you a much higher return on that mail piece. And absolutely, mailers have become forgotten. So now there's a gold mine in doing some of that old school traditional marketing because everybody's over here. So it's like when everyone's over here, I want to kind of go over here and play around a little bit more where there's not as much competition these days. So a lot of strategy and just your, I don't know, 30 seconds or, or minute of, of uh, what you shared there that I think is really valuable for people to think about. Yeah. And just uh, you know, like one of the things that we did well, I've always done really well. Let's just talk about for financing solutions. Cause I still, I still have three other companies, but, um, with financing solutions, uh, what 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 I would do is just list all the marketing opportunity, uh, the marketing channel opportunities. So social media, um, uh, 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 SEO, uh, SEM, search engine marketing with pay per click, um, direct mail, podcasts. You know, I, I would go right down the line and just make a list of all these things, and then sporadically I would test them out. I would implement them and see, okay, what is it? What did it cost me to implement this? How many leads that we get? How many of them converted? What do we make off of those? And just really being able to measure it. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, SEO has always been (laughs) the cheapest cost of acquisition um, and the, the best return. It just has always for ever ever since I started in it twenty years ago, and yeah, it's been around for twenty years. Um, maybe not twenty, but like some like seventeen. Um, yeah. It's always been a winner. It's always been a winner. Um, but I only I haven't always found a great SEO consulting company. That's different. But um, but for small business, it's almost like Google specifically made SEO to help small businesses because it's such a great way if you're working it to get business uh inexpensively uh, have you found that too yes i would i would say there's you know in the world we're in uh, there's a few different areas that make it more of a challenge um mortgage keywords real estate keywords specifically those very competitive that stuff's expensive it's yeah. highly competitive so but folks, it's not as but it's not more competitive than the space i'm in sure. it's the same Mortgages sure. and financing keywords are the second or third highest, most expensive keywords. What you know? What a number? Uh, uh, let me test you on this, Andrew. <laughs> What's the number one most expensive keyword category out there? Uh, it's got to be legal. It's legal. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's and it's like very specific. So like DUI. Yeah, it's court really, law. Like, yeah. No, and it's even like if you, uh, I can't pronounce it, uh, philanoma. It's like, you know, if you have this disease and you have these lawyers who- Class action stuff. Yes, class action suits. I think it goes for like $120 a click. 
and right. injury, personal injury yeah. stuff. Like yet, I mean, I don't even want to get into the, the accidents people have. Obviously, um, yeah. but that that those key because I mean, the payday's big, right? And that's what the, yes. the lawyers look at. Like, hey, we're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars or much more potentially on a case. We'll we'll spend you know fifty grand to acquire a customer potentially because the the payday is big, and and so they play that game. So you know what I like about SEO is that you've got people looking for you, right? That's what the, the difference is in many of these, like with direct mail, I just got this thing showed up in my mailbox because you targeted me based on probably stuff you kind of know about me. So there's some strategy behind why I even got your mailer, I hope in the first place. But with Google, I typed in a, a specific search like business lines of credit near me or you know, yep. top rated lines of credit or things like that. And with SEO and, and pay-per-click, you can specifically target people that are out there proactively searching for your business and typing in the exact keywords that you're saying. If they type that in, I wanna talk to them because they're looking for exactly what I do and what I offer. So you know, SEO can be great, it's, it is competitive, but you can also be pretty creative with what are some of the maybe less competitive keywords like the longer tail, the stuff, you know, that isn't a short keyword that's really highly competitive, but more specific. And a lot of times those are really good visitors potentially as well, because they're looking for something specific. They're, they're knowledgeable. There's a niche, there's a specific topic they're looking for, and you can create a content page and a landing page and a blog and a video and all these things uh, around that keyword that will hopefully get you some good quality traffic. And the more of those that you can go after, the more, you know, more quality and the less competitive uh, the SEO you're trying to to, to um, take advantage of is going to be. So absolutely, uh, SEO can be great. Um, yeah. So let, let, let's take a tell me about a scenario where you went in and let's say you went in the company was you know smaller, million dollars in revenue, you know something smaller, and and then they grew because of the work that you guys had done. Tell me, like you went in there, if you if you could visualize a client that you're thinking of. So you went in there, what type, were they doing any lead generation already? So we, we do an assessment of anybody we talk to, to understand like, where are they on the spectrum of digital marketing experience? Are they on an AOL email account? Have they ever done internet leads before? Yeah. Do they have a CRM? Like, yeah. are they... Hey, I'm all referrals, word of mouth, never spent a dollar on marketing. I know I got to get into this digital stuff, but I don't know internet leads. I mean, like I'm belly to belly. I do my BNI group. I do this and that. And that's, it's a different type of customer and different expectations in terms of what kind of results are you going to get and how long is it going to take? And if I get you leads, how long, how many leads is it going to take before you start understanding how to talk to people that are from the internet that you just generated yourself? cold versus a referral from a trusted business partner who probably made half the sale for you, right? So getting people to understand that these are not apples to apples. When you generate a lead off of Facebook or even a Google campaign, which is much better typically than Facebook in terms of lead quality, but either one of those generating a lead online from a marketing campaign is a very different conversation, a different amount of effort you're going to have to put into the follow-up, the whole got to chase them down. You're going to have to touch, touch them at least five to 12 times or more in terms of, of you know outreach to get them to talk to you. And if you're not ready to do that, you don't have a team of people or somebody on, on your staff that can handle that kind of business. Well, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a conversation we wanna have up front to understand 
who are we, we going to be working with? Uh, for us, our, our favorite types of customers coming into a relationship are those that they're already doing some marketing. They've got a CRM. They've got stuff happening. They're putting themselves out there. They're on Instagram. They're doing video. They've got an email newsletter going out to a few thousand people. They've got blog content they're doing. That's for us a layup because what we look at is a process called conversion optimization. So everybody, for the most part at this point, has heard of search engine optimization. It's a, it's a phrase that's well-known, SEO, search engine optimization. Conversion optimization, I say, is the foundation. That's before I go and spend a bunch of money on driving traffic and, and trying to get people to find me. You need to optimize to convert because if you turn on that little spigot and all of a sudden people start finding you, clicking on you, Google ads are expensive, you're running those, you're getting traffic, but you're not converting those people the way you should be, you're losing a lot of opportunities. They come, they click, they leave, they disappear, they do business with somebody else because somebody else has a better mousetrap. So what we look at as the first step of any engagement with a customer is a conversion optimization process. We have tools to help make sure when people come and find you, we're able to convince and persuade those people to give you information about who they are and what they're looking for. Easiest way I can explain it is, is buttons and links. I got to set up your site with strategic buttons and links and calls to action throughout that are going to drive people to the right kind of lead form. And what I mean by that is not all lead forms are created equal. It's not a simple contact me form where you go for the jugular and just start asking people for their name, email, phone number and, and personal information. There's a strategy behind what questions should I ask? Which ones should I hold back on that? I, I want those, but I, I don't want to ask them too early in the process because they're not ready for it yet. Uh, if I hit them too early and I go for the jugular too quick and start asking for personal information, it's not that they're, they aren't serious, but it, it, these are questions that create friction. And a lot of times people start to pull back from and folks that you could have converted end up clicking off and leaving because we asked for something too sensitive too early in the relationship. So there's a whole process that we look at in terms of how do we create the right kind of lead form and how do we drive consumers into that lead form? And we had a lot of experience early on in our business doing this. Two of our bigger customers, pretty well known in, in the mortgage and real estate world. Zillow is one of them and another one is, is called Bankrate. So these two big companies, we built out their lead generation systems. Uh, Zillow has a mortgage marketplace uh, and a rate table and have what's called a long form. We are the pioneers. We're the ones that developed that for those companies. And there's, there's just a, a strategy and a psychology behind how do you create these lead forms so that when people will find you, they're engaged, they're giving you answers to questions, they're filling it out, and they're giving you their name, email, phone number at a much higher rate. Like the difference, a 5% conversion rate versus a 17% conversion rate makes is, is obvious, right? So instead of 100 visits and I got five leads, same 100 visits, but 17 people gave me their information. It's just a matter of the experience you created and how you presented that whole question and answer process, whether or not people will engage. So that's our that's how we look at it. Um, that's the the first first place we focus is fix the foundation, make sure it's built for conversion, and then we can start stacking on top of that marketing and driving traffic and all that good stuff. But there's an order of operations. A lot of marketing companies don't even consider that first piece. They're like, oh, we'll take your money. Yeah, we'll do traffic. We'll get you SEO. We'll start pushing more people to your site. But it's like, I won't take a penny from you until I make sure that your site and your marketing and when people find you, it's it's built for conversion. It's built to, to generate leads. Otherwise, me pushing a bunch of traffic, I can't sell lines of credit. I can't sell houses. I can't sell anything to clicks. I got to convert those clicks into leads. So that's the first step of, of how we work with a customer. Do you do uh, the SEO work in-house or do you do that? Do you outsource that? 
typically we have, we have partners we're we're not an seo company so we have different companies that we've worked with that do seo so that's not an area that we focus on or offer in-house i know the importance of it we've done it uh for our own marketing but we yeah. don't build uh seo campaigns for clients yeah we do google campaigns we do search engine marketing we do pay-per-click ads facebook ads but not seo yeah so what what is the what do you think it's gonna i mean god i've been thinking of this for 17 years what do you think's coming after SEO and and uh, social? What's the next lead generation venue that's on the horizon? That's a, a really good question. I can't um, think of something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, did you know? You know I'll let you think about this in a second. Did you know that it just came to my mind? Did you? Did you? So it's not a trick question, but. Who do you think is the number one search engine in the world? Number one search engine. It's got to be YouTube. Well, good for you. It, it was uh, YouTube was number two. Was was number two. Google, of course, was number one. Right. Um, number one search engine right now is TikTok. So the you know I guess you have to, and the reason why I raise that as a as a as a, as a interesting point is, you know, think about how you, you, you're thinking about a business to go after, right, to, to start. And you think, let's compete against YouTube. <laughs> and TikTok comes out of nowhere based on, um, you know, 20, 30 second little snippets, right? But, uh, you know, I mean, TikTok wasn't there, what, three years ago. Right. So I wonder where the next now TikTok's terrible for, for, well, for lead generation, I would think. Right. For, for the types of customers we work with, you gotta, you've got to be a very creative type of individual to get into and do TikTok. It's not an area that we find a lot of our customers currently doing a whole lot just because the audience is not quite what they're targeting. and that'll probably continue to evolve and change. But as of right now, when clients are like, I got X amount of time and money to spend, where is my best bet to get me in front of the right people to generate leads and business right now? Not like necessarily a longer term play where I'm hoping I get in front of these people early and they'll always remember me as they're they're the, the guy that taught them about financing and buying a house and things like that when they're ready and they've signed up for my newsletter. Some strategy possibly to getting in front of a younger crowd knowing that, going to be a few years before they're ready. And if you got there early and they trust you and now you've got a relationship, it's just a lot more work, unfortunately, than what a lot of our clients want to do. So, you know, we're always looking at not the shiny object, but what's the more the quicker win. And and even, you know, a home buy, buying a house, a lot of times is, hey, they just started looking online. They're still like a year out. They, you know, they're moving at some point next year. They, they got to get their credit fixed. They've got more money to save. Still a long process that a lot of clients are not very excited about. So it's always like, how can you get me leads that are going to close within the next 60 to 90 days? That's what I'm looking for. So it's like, how do I create a, a in my world, you know, augmented reality type uh, experience for an open house or people are driving around looking at homes that even though they could do a, a, a virtual tour, it's not the same as walking into the home, right? So how can I maybe start to leverage that type of technology down the road? But there's nothing that obvious to me that's going to be a game changer the way 
TikTok was, um, you know, and, and again, we don't pay too much attention to it currently just because it doesn't, the audience isn't what our clients are looking for right now uh, in, in the verticals that we work in. Yeah, well, that's a tough job. <laughs> Competitive space and clients want results in 30 days. Uh, not, not from you starting, but I, I, I know. Uh, it's, 30, 60, 90 days. And yeah. we're very big about setting the expectations. Like, hey, if you hit a home run early, awesome, but don't expect it. Like this yeah. is, you know, you, first, you just started, like, especially for the, the folks that they have nothing to work with. Like, I just bought a domain name on GoDaddy yesterday. What do I? Okay, well, this is going to take some time. You're not going to just put up a site and start generating leads and getting results. You got work to do. Your reviews, your reputation. You got to start putting out content. If you don't want to do that, you got to hire a content company. And well, the, the the specific role we play is weaving the weaving the marketing and the the tools together in a way that's going to make sure again they're they're converting for you. So our specialty is that that very specific piece of conversion making sure when people find you, if they see you, they look at your stuff, even if it's like, hey, check out the link in the bio, link in the description, click the link below the video, it takes like 60 seconds, find out exactly what you qualify for, it might be a lot more than you think, I'm not going to ask for social basic information, you could do it right on your phone, it takes about 60 seconds, get started now, again, the links in the description, go to whatever that URL is, and that little tips we give clients in terms of how they can start to use things that they're already doing ideally to, to get better results. It's like, you're already doing video, but guess what you didn't do? You did not tell me to click on anything. You didn't tell me to go anywhere. You put out some really good info and now I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll go Google that topic now and find somebody that can help. And then you got all your competitors targeting those keywords that you've just educated that consumer on. So just driving that point home always with our customers is, Hey, top it off with a good call to action. Tell them exactly what to do next, drive them to something that doesn't feel like a loan application. It asks good questions, but it doesn't ask for stuff that people are not comfortable giving you too soon in that question and answer process. And that makes all the difference. Turn that form around. Don't ask for name, email, phone number right up front. Flip it inside out and ask, hey, what are you thinking? What are you looking for? What's uh, like, what are you going to use the funds for? Like questions that make sense for me as to uh, if I'm a consumer and you start asking me stuff that doesn't make any sense, I'll be confused and I'll leave. But if it's like, oh, there's logic to why you'd want to know that, I feel like I'm kind of getting somewhere. You get a better quality lead because you've asked them some, some more kind of qualifying questions up front. And then at the end, I waited a little bit. You didn't even see it was coming because of the way I broke up the form at the end of the process, I'm asking for your contact info. And it's like the point of no return. And that that logic and that psychology works across any any business vertical where you're looking to talk to clients and, and build a relationship and establish trust. So that's that's kind of how we look at any marketing to, to get so, better results. Yeah. So, I mean, we established early in this podcast that measuring things is really important. We established, secondly, that what you're talking about, not we, but you did, um, uh, uh, you established, secondly, that call the actions, get, you know, you know, get them to, 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 uh, uh, to move forward, little steps, baby steps, um, What's the third thing that you would recommend when you co go into a, a campaign that you're working with a client on? What's the third thing that you think sure, that absolutely. they make a big mistake in and, and that you really kind of work on? Oh, absolutely. So generating the lead is great, but you got to close it. You, yeah. You've got to follow up with that person. You got to be quick. You got to be timely. Don't wait an hour or two 
or longer to, to follow up with that person and then wonder like why maybe they're not answering your call. They have no idea who you even are, right? They avoid a phone number they don't recognize, especially if you're calling them an hour or two later and there's no connection as to, oh, I just filled something out and now my phone's ringing, right? Texting your leads is huge. One of the best ways that clients are seeing responses in terms of their their uh, their lead uh, generation follow-up is actually a text message versus a phone call. Uh setting proper expectations with pieces you you probably don't even think about, like the thank you page. When someone fills out your form, what do they see on that final step? The final step of this whole process, especially if you've asked me like 15 or 20 questions, it's kind of a sweet spot we found is, is between 12 and 20 qualifying questions before it's too many. Less, believe it or not, too few questions, people drop out or they give you bogus information because there's just not a commitment. So there's the sweet spot. But if you've asked me all those questions and at the end of it, I submit it and it's like, completed success, someone will call you. It's kind of a letdown, right? So optimizing that thank you page, a video on the thank you page, where it's like, hey, thank you so much. My name is Andrew. I'm actually the guy who's going to be calling you. We're not like a call center. This isn't a, one of those situations where we sell your information to a whole bunch of different companies. It's me. I'm so excited to talk to you. In fact, I'm going to be texting you probably within the next 30 seconds or so. If your phone beeps, make sure to respond. That's me. I would love to talk to you about the information you've you can like set that whole next sequence of events and and like affect what their response is, what they do next and set the right expectations and something like, Hey, my calendar links below. So if you want to jump to the head of the line, I get a ton of these requests every day and I call everybody back personally. But if you want to jump to the head of the line, there's a calendar link below. Go ahead and click on that. You can book a time with me directly. And then one more thing I wanted to give you is there's a ebook Below that calendar link, it is the 10 things you got to know about business lines of credit and what to avoid, because believe it or not, there's a few things you need to be on the lookout for with these types of offers. So I've shared that with you. It's my gift to you. It's a free download. So take a look at that. And again, thank you so much. And I'll be following up with you real. I just like, I captivated you. I introduced myself. I told you the phone is going to beep. If I have automation tied to my text message and now their phone beeps and it's you saying, Hey, got your info. When's a good, when, when should I call or when would be a good time for us to chat? Or do you prefer text? Now I just introduced an option for you. Both of them. I like, do you want me to call you or do you want to talk via text? Oh, text. I'm at work right now. Okay. Now we've got a little bit of a conversation going. I promised I'd be following up. I delivered on my first promise. They're like, holy crap, this guy's on top of it. He did exactly what I'm still looking at his video and here he is texting me. That's pretty cool, right? So you have a lot more control over what happens next. Don't leave it to chance. If they're just staring at a thank you page or a little quick message that popped up on the screen for five seconds and disappeared, chances are they're going to leave your site, go back into Google, get sucked into somebody else's system. Now they're filling out lead forms on multiple sites. They might be calling back first or quicker than you, like different things you can do strate strategically to kind of set that uh, process and keep moving it forward and, and provide them with something of value, a gift, a reward. Download my ebook. If I can keep you looking at my stuff for a longer period of time, I, I, I mean, it's, it's all about attention. Like we're not in the information age. Someone really smart recently uh, that I, I was listening to at a talk said we're in the attention age and like everybody's competing for attention. So if I can hold on to you a little bit longer before you disappear off onto who knows what next, that's that's pretty valuable. So just thinking about those pieces, hey, you got to generate the lead. Great, but you got to close it. And there's just best practices in terms of the follow up, the amount of work you got to put into it, what you say, how you say it. And, uh, you know, the leads don't close themselves. So get on it quick, build, build rapport, ask good questions, 
show them you care and, uh, you know, always ask for referrals. Don't you think it's kind of, um, you know, even when I look at my own marketing and, and this is kind of the second, uh, 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 podcast I've done recently on, on marketing and I go through and you know, I'm actually taking notes as we're talking cause I can apply some of this to my own business, but it's like, there is so much to it. And, you know, it's hard to know where to really kind of start and kind of, you know, continue to look at every phase of your process for leads and, and, you know, all, you know, getting to the thank you page, getting to all the follow up and all those other things. It's a little overwhelming. Don't you think? It's for, especially for, for folks who don't do this day in, day out. It's a lot for people who do. For yeah. those who are like, I'm just trying to run my financial advisor business, and now I got to be a digital marketer on top of that, 100%. You know? yeah. So yeah. we've taken a very white glove approach and offer a, a series of uh, services where we just, we basically call it, do it for me. Like, hey, I, let, can I just focus on loans and doing what I do and not being a marketing pro? And mm-hmm. you know, that's that's where we've over the years working with clients realize that, Hey, giving the tools is not enough. We got to be able to implement and help work with our clients side by side to, to do it for them and, uh, act as an extension of their team, not just say, here's a toolkit, watch this video. Good luck. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, um, your company, this, this the company that you're at right now started when I launched it on legal zoom in 2011, 2011. And, uh, where, where, where do you think it's going? I'm trying to create a billion dollar business. So yeah. that's, that is my goal. I just re- recently, uh, two weeks ago, finished our series a, my little overnight success story, 10 years in the making finally <laughs> became a official. So we got uh, a venture capital partner, very, very much of a, a growth equity type company. They're like, we just want to support what you've done and what you've built. You know, we went from 800,000 in revenue in 2018 to over 6 million last year. So the growth has been pretty, pretty good. Uh, and they just want to stay out of the way and they want to give us access to, to some financial resources we have not had before and they're not disruptors. So I'm growing the business. I'm growing the platform. A lot of what I said we do right now is a service to our clients. We're creating products that will fulfill that need for our customers. So it's not so people intensive to, to provide that level of support to our customers. Everything from attract, capture, convert, and keep. Like those are some of the main buckets we look at and product can fulfill all of that. And I'm excited to share that also uh, by summer of this year, the 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 product uh, restrictions that exist that make it so that our platform can only work for mortgage, real estate, and insurance right now opens it up to any business vertical, uh, really any use case you can think of where our logic and how we do what we do applies. And we've got over 657 different, what we call lead funnel templates across 15 different business verticals where it's plug and play. You don't have to build it from scratch. You're a financial advisor. You do business lines of credit. You do, uh, you're a CPA, you're a lawyer, whatever you do, 
you can grab one of these pre-made templates for that specific need and you can customize if you need to, but it's ready to go. The whole entire question and answer sequence, what I described, those 12 to 20 real critical questions have already been mapped out for you by subject matter experts in each of those verticals. So we're looking at expanding the product offering and offering what we do to a, a bunch of different verticals where we call them perfect fit verticals. Not everybody is, but there's a number of these businesses that are out there where what we do just makes perfect sense. So growing the company and, and, and making what we do a lot better than it is today. Ongoing. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at your website now, leadpops.com. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I'll take a look at it. All right. Good. All right. So um, it's kind of really all the time we have for today. It was all good stuff. Good to learn uh, what you're talking about, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Um, I'd like to thank Andrew um, um, for coming on today's podcast and from lead pops, uh, L E A D P O P S uh, for coming on today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in financing solutions, creditline.com. And Andrew, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve, and, and thank you for today. Enjoyed the conversation. Enjoyed learning about more uh, about your marketing strategies. You're way ahead of so many people I talk to. So you're doing good stuff. Uh, the podcast has been great. Uh, you can reach us at leadpops.com. If you're in the mortgage or real estate industry, depending on when you're listening to this, that's our bread and butter. But we are releasing some product offerings in the summer of 2020. 22 that will expand us into pretty much any business that you can think of that needs good quality exclusive leads so you go to leadpops.com there's a demo request button there we follow what we preach so you'll see we're going to ask you some questions we want to get to know you and that helps us understand how we can help you in advance so we can do our homework up front so by the time you get on the phone with one of our advisors you're talking to someone who has a pretty good understanding of your business and they've done some research on top of that quick questionnaire we're going to uh, uh, ask you to fill out. So really easy to request a demo. It takes less than a minute to go through that process. We'll follow up with you quickly. And if it's a good fit, we'd love to uh, potentially work with you. And otherwise, it's a really good, I think, introduction and experience to digital marketing. We, we take some time to do a scorecard and kind of evaluate your business. And that's something we provide on every phone call uh, as just a valuable kind of takeaway, whether or not you do decide to work with us. So leadpops.com. And then again, thanks, Steve, for having me today. Yeah, sounds good. Um, if our listeners are interested in getting a new business ideas, I tweet, eh, not daily, but often, about lessons for business owners based on 25 years of experience. And uh, I do, uh, and my uh, uh, handle is at shalasnik. So it's S-H-A-L-A-S-N-I-K. And I want to thank you all for listening. And just remember, based on what Andrew was telling you, you want to grow, you got to have a lead generation system. And you got to figure out what works and what doesn't. And if you do that, you're probably going to have the growth that Andrew's experiencing with his own firm right now. And in fact, if Andrew didn't grow that quickly, I think he'd be angry at himself because uh, it, you know, he's got to practice what he preaches too, right? That, that he's able to generate leads for his own company. So it looks like he's on a, a good, uh, a great path. Uh, that's a nice growth spurt. So everybody, have a fantastic day. Try to get outside if you can. It's starting to be uh, springtime and uh, get, we're getting closer and closer, getting the hell out of COVID. And uh, everybody take good care of yourself. 